Hello everybody and welcome to the Lion of Vienna podcast episode 51 and despite my voice maybe sounding a bit happy because I'm smiling I like being on this podcast. This is not a very happy place at the moment and I, I don't I don't suppose you can wonder why. But anyway, with me today is Bristol native uh, Jamie Moss. <laughs> Jamie, how are you? <laughs> I've, 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 I've been better. I've been better. <laughs> nothing embarrassing um, happened at the weekend, I'm sure. Nothing, nothing that all your friends from no. Bristol would want to take the piss out of you for. On no, I mean Monday. I'm sure you're fine. It's no, no. It's, it's not like I was. I was sat with one of them. You know, <laughs> I wasn't. That, that wasn't a thing. So no, I wasn't. I was doing. I was watching the rugby. That was great, wasn't it? That's the only. That's the only sport that happened, wasn't it? I would not know. <laughs> oh, well, in, in, in England won. England did winning, so that was fine. Oh, that's alright, I suppose. That's, that's all I remember. <laughs> and also with me is Dan the Money Road, Tom Thomas. How's things, my man? Good. I watched Leicester win again. One nil to one nil to the Foxes. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. Premier League, great, in it? Let's talk about Premier League. In fact, let's not talk about football at all. Let's just talk about science and philosophy and tax and Have crap. you seen the Boaty McBoatface thing? <laughs> See, that's, I'd, I'd, I'd sooner have a talk about that than uh, something that occurred at Ashton Gate on Saturday. Uh, I've no idea what you're alluding to. I'm, I'm, I'm at sixes and sevens. I've just no idea what on earth you could be discussing. <sighs> It was going well at one point, Bolton Wonders, wasn't it? It was like, oh, we've got new owners, a certain manager's gone, everything's looking rosy, we're going up, looking looking on the bright side of life, kids are in the team. Oh. <laughs> it came plummeting back to It's the hope that kills you. It, isn't it always, as, the, as Bane once said. Yeah, I, I don't know the quote, but you know you know that quote from Batman, you don't need to recite it to you. Know, we, we're going to have to talk about it, aren't we? <sighs> What, Tom? Do we have to? Well, we are a podcast about Bolton Wanderers and Bolton Wanderers did play at the weekend, apparently, even though they've not actually been seen on the pitch. I, I genuinely think we'll get more listeners if we advertise that we're not talking about Bolton Wanderers. I think more people... <laughs> That's going to be an interesting sell for a Bolton Wanderers podcast to not talk about Bolton Wanderers. i tell you what, let's go round. Let's go round and list the things we'd rather talk about. Are you suggesting a game here, Thomas? I am suggesting again. This is awful. <laughs> this did not come across as natural as we planned at all, has it? We'll start with you. We'll start with you, Dan. Right. It's one thing that you'd rather discuss, and then we'll go to you, Jamie, and we'll go around. Forfeit is whoever stalls or stutters or can't think of anything to say. So we have to do it rapid fire, and we have to come up with something different every time, and something that's not been said. Something different every time, nice and rapid. Whoever stalls or or can't think of anything or ums and ahs, you've got to talk about the match for thirty seconds non-stop. I <laughs> want a punishment that is what a punishment alright I think you should start alright which order are we going I'm not fussed well, you sure game you say the order right Dan Jamie me go okay. Daredevil season 2 House of Cards Corporation Tax uh, Bought you met Buckface My Exams which is also Corporation Tax uh, Steve you... McLaren's hairline <laughs> Rafa Benitez and Sam Allardyce fighting even though they didn't Oh. My uh, death. There we go, death. Rihanna's diction. <laughs> uh, Kanye West's shit album. Oh, I'm so bad at these games. Is that enough hesitation? Hello. Do I have to forfeit it now? Sounds like it. Go on, Jamie. We're going to have to talk about oh. Walton Wanderers. 30 seconds. Right, have we got a timer? Have you got a timer, Tom? Uh, 
Yeah, are you ready? I can. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Starting now. Um, wait, what? What phrases? What phrases? Omnishambolic, apocalyptically bad. I like that phrase. Um, it was. It was the worst. The worst I've ever seen a football team play football. If you can actually call it playing football, it wasn't. It wasn't really. Surely, if it's going to be a football match, you actually have to have two teams playing football well enough for it to be a match. <laughs> so, did it hit the point where it isn't actually a football match anymore? That's an interesting. That's an interesting. Yeah, you wanted to talk philosophy earlier. Um, yeah, I don't really know where to start with um, with slagging it off, with um, dissecting any part of it. There was so little. The one that, like, one one bright spark was Woodery twice getting the ball and running. He caused them problems twice, but the one problem was he then just ran out of play, um, which isn't ideal. Uh, but maybe, maybe if he learns, then he'll be able to actually do something with the ball when he's in their penalty area. But are you, are, is it said to say you're struggling to sum up how bad we were the weekend, Jeremy? Because it was that bad. Yeah, it's it's not oh, oh, where to start. I, I can help you out here. All right, all right, help me. We out. were fucking wank. Like, the wankest you can actually imagine. It's like, imagine wank. Right, probably not the best choice of bad words. Hmm. Yeah, imagining wank something quite different. Yeah. Mm, right, this has not been the best start to the podcast that's ever happened. <laughs> imagine shit. Imagine the big pile of shit in Jurassic Park. That big pile of shit. That was Bolton Wonders of the weekend. <laughs> Just the massive... Di- and you know what, and then... And then the dying dancer as well. That was also Bolton Wonders at the weekend. I mean, I I really feel sorry for you, Jamie, because uh, it got to half time and I just started watching the Leicester match. But you had to sit there and, and go through go through the whole ninety minutes. The, the the worst thing for me, actually, the most traumatic thing for me was I, I was I was genuine. I was sat in the city ends with my mate and his oh. dad. It was meant that I had to celebrate each and every one of those goals. Oh. And that's that's the most goals I've had to celebrate at a football match <laughs> I've been at ever. Oh right, I and it was for Bristol City, and that's just—that's yeah. just—it's—it's it's, it's just depressing, isn't it? If you could, if you could sum it up with a depressing song lyric, how would you sum it up? For a depressing song lyric, oh, um, oh, no, we know lots of depressing songs. I don't think any songs depressing enough. <laughs> Not even the Smiths. I listen to Coldplay and everything, and I don't, I don't know anything crashing <laughs> enough for this. When you try your best, but you don't succeed, just doesn't seem to fit. Yeah. Did, um, you have to try your best to, yeah, to no. do that, don't you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I, can't, I can't bring a song lyric up that would, that would sum it up, I'm afraid. Let's pretend there's a song lyric that says, I want to kill myself now, and that'll be all right. Because, right, I think we're beating around the bush. Bolton lost 6 fucking nil. To Bristol fucking city at the weekend, gentlemen. Jamie was there, as you may be able to tell, because he's from Bristol. Who'd have thought? Six nil. Fuck that. It was. Fuck, I was. At, I was actually watching calls, Tom, and um, I had notifications on my phone. And he told me. He told me that it was four nil. I was like, oh, that's it. And then that was the end of the like, near the end of the calls game. And I'd gone in my car and I'd driven home. By the time I got home, it was six nil. <laughs> how did they get? I was like, oh, it's, I was like, people were up and down. It's like it's like four 0 It's not not that bad. It was like six. I was like, ah. Now the the best thing about the fourth goal was the genuine surprise in the voice of the guy reading it out that it was Scott Wagstaff. He just <laughs> genuinely sounded surprised he scored a goal. It was really <laughs> depressing. Do you know what I do admit though? 
it's really, really satisfying that each goal scored by a different player. And for that, I'm, I, I'll also, I'm almost let it slide. The little things in life, yeah. Aidan, little things. Man, I finally stomached watching the goals. I know I've not been able to watch, I've not been able to listen to uh, Jimmy Phillips' reaction to it yet. I just can't bear, I just can't bear it, even though I, I think he'd have been gracious and apologetic, shall we say. But I, try, I just finally stomached watching the goals and... Before the match, I tweeted saying we shouldn't be playing. We should be keeping Derek and Holding together. And I've always I thought that Booty has been our best player this season. So it wasn't like it wasn't against him personally. It's just that these two are going to be our centre backs next year. You hope these two need to play together. So then to see Wheater be absolutely like a fucking disabled man on the pitch, like the I think goal three and four were both directly his fault. Just shambolic, as you say. Just, just. Just to, like inexplicably, just you professional footballers. Oh, Christ alive! Them that wank was the wanker after goal. That goal, goal number six was a fucking joke. And then I think I think Wagstaff's as well. It's just man. goal number six. Oh, the Brian, the Brian goal. Yeah, yeah. Just what was what was the feeling like? Could you were you near the bottom fans at all, Jamie, when you were there? Seven hundred. No, that was, went. I was... Good number. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually could barely hear them. From my, I was, I was at the other end of that right. stand, so I was in the, um, I was in the proper die-hard city area, with you know all the, all the loud city fans. So no, I, 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 I wasn't close enough to the Bolton fans. Couldn't see them did, through all the policemen either. Did any stay to the end? Yeah, I think most of them seemed to stay at the end. I mean, I didn't. Looking over, you could still see a lot of people standing there. I, I didn't see them leave. Um. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess at that point you kind of got to wait to the end, haven't you? I don't know. Yeah. Actually, was, I say that. Could you hear me even at the only time, time? I left? So I hear, I, actually, to be fair, what the, there was a couple of times I heard them. One of them was brilliant. A five nil down, they started laying Bolton passes, which <laughs> I just thought was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Could you hear any but, of the fans at like full time? What was the feeling? Was it anger? Was it apatheticness? Was it what was the feeling like? Um. No, I, I couldn't hear the Bolton fans full time. The City fans were quite happy around yeah, me, so that's all I could really hear at that point. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't work it out either, to be honest with you. Um, but no, I, I couldn't really hear them, but that's because the City fans are quite loud. I'm sure they were making some noise, but it, it was an impressive turnout. It's a long way to yeah, go from Bolton to Bristol. Yeah, yeah. It's all it, it, it really is impressive that that money made the trip for what was always going to be. like You never expected that, but it was never going to be a good match because oh. City have been... Terrible at home, and obviously we we don't we don't do winning away from home. So it was always going to be terrible to make that trip. Is it's it's impressive. So we all know every player in the pitch was bad, but who was particularly the worst? Jamie, um, Mark Davis did absolutely nothing. Mark I'm Davis doing um, nothing for the past four four years. I'm, yeah. I'm, si- I'm sick. Yeah. I'm sick. What seeing Mark Davis? I'm sick. Was can I ask before I talk about him? Was he playing? Was it a four? What was the formation we were playing? So it's um, it was a four four two. So you had Derek at right back, which was um, mistake for Phillips, a, 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 an experience not to be repeated. Um, then so Wheater holding, and it was Moxie on the left, and then Davis was um, on the right side of midfield. Walker right. being on the left, okay, and then okay. two centre midfielders. Okay, and um, so Woolery and Medine up front, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. See, I, before the game, because it looked like it'd be a 4-2-3-1, which I've been literally calling for all season, it looked as if yeah. 
I thought Davis would be finally in his position, so I was like, right, no excuses now, he ha- this is when he has to deliver. But, no, he, I know he wasn't in his position, but looks like he still hasn't and may never do ever again. What were you going to say about him, Tom? About who? Mark um, Davis? Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just sick of him. I'm, I'm absolutely sick to the back teeth of him. The fact that we all got our, got our blood pressure up because he, because he was going to go to Sheffield Wednesday and then he wasn't and then he was again. He's, he's, he's been one of our worst players and it's, he's living off an old reputation that, that he, he made about four, four or five years ago based on potential and potential that's never been realised. Um, and he's one of those. He's one of those Bolton players that seems to get away with a lot. Um, you know, Liam Trot and Neil Dans can't put a pass out of play um, without having fans on the back. And he has been terrible all season. He's he's not been anywhere near the player that he should have been all season, and he's got away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Jamie was bad. Sorry, the flow of this podcast has been a bit slow, listeners. It's just I think we're all in quite a quite a depressing state of mind at the minute. Well, maybe with people liking Mark Davis as well, as quickly before we go on to that, he, he's he's the last um, bastion of the Premier League days, isn't he? You sort yeah. of there's still some good memories attached to Mark Davis. Well, not very many, but but still a, still a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else was bad? I mean, yeah, Weeter and Holding were both. I mean, I I can't say I noticed who made the mistakes, but neither of them could have played well with the way they broke through. Um, like I say, Derek. Didn't do anything in defence. Didn't do anything going forward. He was out of position. You can't really blame him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Woodery's got quite a lot of praise, but I don't think he really did all that much. Mm-hmm. Might, yeah. That might be a little bit of a controversial view, but the only thing he really did was what I mentioned at the beginning. He got the ball and ran it out for a goal kick. You know, he did well to get there, but at least on the second occasion, I think it was Tom Walker was up in support, and he didn't even look for him. Yeah, I'm going to ask him to say Tom Walker. It's someone I've been calling to get into this team all season and you know, with the change of manager which we will discuss later he's finally got his chance and obviously no player played well in that team but how did Walker fare on his first first game since Nottingham Forest back in October September I think I don't think he was he wasn't the worst on the pitch I mean he, he didn't create much he didn't create anything actually I don't think but then I don't know it's, it's hard to it's hard to boil down if the fact that Walker didn't create anything was Walker's fault. Mm-hmm. Whether the fact that Walker didn't create anything was because no one else around him was giving him an opportunity to create anything. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, you're right. It's the part, so, it's um, a part, bad thing for wingers that if they don't get the service, they're just stranded out wide and then they get blamed for not doing anything when they've not had yeah. the ball. So you are right, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, he got the ball and sort of you know kept hold of it, moved it around a little bit, sort of looks lively in spells but it's hard for an attacking player as well to sort of look lively for much of the game when we barely make but most of the game we barely made two touches um, strong two touches together around the pony chair and it's difficult for any player to come into it I mean mm-hmm. again this will be a controversial view based on the opinions being chucked around but I mean Medine was our man of the match <laughs> on the day he actually managed to bring the ball down had a shot created a chance which Walker did sky as it happens but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult, because even, even with that, I mean, Medine was the best of an apocalyptically bad bunch, and he didn't bring the ball down anywhere near enough, or play it off to players for Walker to have any form of service from mm-hmm. that perspective either, so I think, I, I, I would definitely give Walker another go in the team. Yeah. What about Vela midfield? Um, 
he did nothing but give away fouls. Um, I think the City fans around me would say he was quite lucky to have stayed on the pitch, actually. Um, There were some just misguided late tackles, and I I can't remember him doing anything positive, to be honest with you. Him and Prattley didn't offer much in the midfield. That was potentially part of the problem, but I don't know. So, uh, Um, um, Tom, have you seen the goals? Yeah. Do you want to offer your thoughts on them? It's hard to put it into words, really, isn't it? Just a bit, yeah. It's 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 hard not to uh, it's hard not to be a cliche, but shambolic, and I reckon the worst ever performance. I've seen from a Bolton team from probably the worst ever Bolton team that I've had. Mm. Um, it des- the team deserve it. The yeah. team deserves to get walloped by Bristol City 6 0. They deserve to get beat by everyone above them. You know, we've come up against a team in good form. Um, and, and, and the way that the way that we're playing, we deserve to be getting walloped by, by teams in and around us. You know, we, we go away from home. Mark Mark Isle said last week on the on the pod. Um, you know, we go and we we invite pressure, and you come up against a team that's you know on a bit of a bounce, and the and they're coming out of the relegation zone. This is going to happen. You're going to get walloped. Um, to be honest, if if it was if we were within, you know, a few points of safety, if we were four, five, six points off, then you'd you'd really then be turning around and saying, well, this is it, we're relegated. But it, th- that's done. done. That's been that that's, that's, yeah, that's that's been done for a long time. Um, in, you know, in the in the in the grander scheme of things, it's it's not really affected anything, has it? Um, it's just it just, just goes to show how, how truly how bad we are. Mm-hmm. I, I you know we'll come on to the certain ginger in a moment, but it's like you know <laughs> maybe it wasn't all his fault. You know, but what can you know, he would have been he would have been know. laughing at final score of a beer. Oh, beers. No, yeah, he must have been loving it. He must have been. It's like I can just imagine him, on like a big, comfy armchair, just, just fucking hearing it. Just watching Sky Sports leaning forward, and he's leaning back, and just having a <laughs> chuckle to himself because he's got an out really on it. I don't know. I say, we'll we will discuss it in a minute. But it's like he's got an out with his relation. His, I say, I think he's got his um, reputation still intact, you know, and I think he'll go into another championship job. Within a year, which makes me feel sick a little bit, but you know, <sighs> what can we do? Is there anything else? Do you want to talk about the Bristol game, Jamie? Because I think we're all fucking running please, out of things to say. Please put us out of our misery. Yeah, I can't think of anything else really. To be honest with you, just yeah, yeah, there's nothing noteworthy. You know, just watch City goals if you actually want to see what happened. That's it. Yeah, because. I mean, the one, the one, the one thing I will use sum it up though is that I, I don't feel City played well enough to deserve winning six nil. The goals were that we, the calls were that we played badly shame. enough to get thrashed six yeah. nil. Yeah, that's right. that's that's yeah. how old. No, you, you are completely right. Like all their goals were either just fucking tappings, rebounds off fucking Rachubka, and um, just just our defense 
being like a fucking yawning hippo's mouth, just wide open. It's just a joke, really. I want to ask, actually, Tom. Amos, we'll probably try and get rid of in the summer, you'd have thought, because wages. Richard, because the shittiest goalkeeper's ever played for us. Do you, and leaving in the summer anyway, because his contract runs out, do we play Harry Campbell, just to give him a go? Like, he might not be number one next year, and probably imagine we'll try and get someone in for that role, but... Oh, you mean... Yeah. In the remaining games? Yeah, yeah. Do we just give him a go? Why um, not? Uh, it why? can't be any worse. Well, it could well, be, but... To be honest, you know, we, this is the view, and it? They can't, you know, the, the view is, oh, these players can't be any worse. And then we play as many young players as... as no, nah, I don't think we do. We we only, there was only three uh, on the pitch, and you can't claim Villa as one of those. I'll hold him for that matter I suppose, I suppose not, but the, the other young players that have been mentioned, um, that they're, they're not they're not near the first team. In but terms the first of the ones team that, are you know, shit. Like, I agree with you. I do agree with you. But it's like, the first team are fucking wank. So what, any right well, there yeah. to their spot? I mean, there is, to be honest, you, you, listen, you know you know my view on it. We're, we're relegated. We're a League One team. And do you know what? You're right. Amos isn't going to be there. I, I yeah. hope to God Richard is not going to be there. So why not? Why not? You know, this is the perfect time to find out whether well, these lads are up yeah, to I'm it. You're not going to find out. I'm not, not even saying these keepers would be that good. Like I don't even know if they are, but it's just like, just why not <laughs> at this point? And it's, I think it's a bit different for a goalkeeper than an outfield player because with outfield players, you know, it's like fitness and you know younger, you know younger, not as developed bodies against hardly 27 year old centre backs and stuff like that. But with a keeper, it's a bit bit different. If you get me, like obviously he might get battered if he comes up against fucking some six or eight to whatever striker, but. Um, there's no like, why not just give Campbell a go, or if Fitzsimmons comes back from his loan? Well, you're going to find out more about him in these games than you would do exactly. in pre-season, wouldn't you? Exactly. I just don't. I, I understand why some people are saying they're not ready, but they, they can't. They literally can't get any worse than losing six now. And I think we should just give them a go. Really, like, why not? I think. I think as far as a young keeper's concerned, though, okay. a, a different goalkeeper, I, it, it, it might have made a difference. He might have saved one, two of those. He still would have been on the end of at least a 4-0 thrashing. Yeah, true. And then maybe and if you put a play player in their first, well, or, yeah. uh, one of their first first team starts and they get pummeled, it's, it's for a goalkeeper, that probably wouldn't do a lot of good for him. Yeah, that's a very good point. I think you that. probably need to wait till we've got that defence sorted. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sorry, kid. Sorry, kid. You're never playing... <laughs> Some protection. Yeah, yeah. You're probably so otherwise, right. you know, that keeper's just going to get hit for six, and that's that's not that's not going to help him at all, probably. No. I'd imagine, at least. No, no, you probably are right there. It's just I'm at a point where I'm just like I don't care, but I don't like apart from any. I don't think there's one player in that team that I care about that isn't like under 21 years of age. It's just. Or maybe if we let Derek because he's 23 slides. Like, I don't think I care about one player over the age of 23. I mean, maybe Moxie. Yeah. Apart from that, there's not one player in that team I could give a fuck about, so I'm tired of watching or no, listening to players that I just don't care about playing for my football team, and it's just shit, isn't it? So, why not? Why not? Anyway, we'll bring that depressing um, conversation about a shit football match to a close. And next, I don't know, this is a very... Ramshackle thing put together quickly, and I want to get it done quickly as possible because I've got division to play. So we'll chat about a load of random shit next.
Hello and welcome back to Love Pod 51. Just a quick heads up, I don't think there'll be a podcast next week because international break and there'll be fuck all to discuss. So, anyway, onwards with this one. Boys, there was some... There was two, three good new pieces of good news last week and we're going to discuss on... I'm going to talk about one of them at this point in time. It's that Neil Lennon was low. Was left the club by mutual consent, or in other words, sat by the club last week. He's gone. He's finally with Jimmy Phillips in charge, and you know his first game went off like a house on fire. Literally a house on fire, people died. It was pretty grim. So, Tom, thoughts? I hear you've got notes. I've got notes, I've written them down. Ooh, do you want me to, you want me to you tell you what I've, got, what I've got scribbled down? Are you going to tell me what you've got scribbled down and then elaborate further? Yeah, go on, I'll do that. Oh, uh, go on, it, it's, it's his surname and then a smiley face next to it. And then the three three facts or arrows that I've got by it. 23% win percentage, mm-hmm. reputation salvaged, inexperienced. And that's... That's basically what I'm gonna what I'm gonna rant about now. Yeah. Um, he was he was not up to the job when he got it. Um, I'm gonna I'm not classy enough to stay away from the I told you so angle, but I thought it when he came in that he wasn't. Wasn't that your the, first article? It was my first article. I, it actually started with me tweeting something about Neil Lennon um, being exactly what I didn't want, and Chris um, engaging in a Twitter debate. Shall we say, oh. and then it, it kind of blo- it just blossomed from there. Um, yeah, but it was me saying Neil Lennon's not all he's cracked up to be. It, I am I am coming across as as a arrogant no, here. But you were the one. You I'd, you you foresaw the future. You should have. We should have listened to you. Well, it's like that quote well, in it. Um, I think it's a Kirk Bay quote actually. Um, the birds are tweeting every day saying, um, you know, the world is a. You are gonna die in fiery fury or whatever, but sadly we don't speak bird, so we don't. None of us speak Tom apparently, even though he was telling us all along. <laughs> no, with with me it's more of a case of a, of a broken watch being right twice a day. Ah, I, I think it's. Uh, I, I say a lot, and sometimes sometimes it sticks. But I mean, listen, he's had he's had more to contend with than we than we'd ever have imagined. But he, he he's not been in this situation. He's not had to deal with a with a budget as limited as ours. He's not dealt with a relegation battle, and it and it showed because the man, like every manager that I've had since that we've had since Allardyce, uh, the man's aged like ten years in in eighteen months. It's madness. Yeah. I mean. The one that shocks me the most is when Owen Coyle got the job and he walked into the Reebok and he's got his little wash bag under his arm, fresh-faced. He looked like he could have played up front by the time he'd left. He was like a walking advert for the before shot for Just For Men. You know, the, right. the best con- the best thing I've heard is that Owen Coyle is a... is what George... like a, It looks like George Clooney's face being sculptured into a potato. <laughs> We just we just seem to do it to, to young managers. It's like being the president of America, like, isn't it? Like they're part them. Um, it's like those uh, yeah, them photos of like a president before and after, and then they've yeah, just, that's they, exactly they're like it, a yeah. ball sack by the end of it, just withered by the strain. At least that's eight years, not eighteen months. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. So listen, he's back to Lennon. He's had. More to deal with than we'd ever have imagined. But the fact of the matter is, on the football pitch, um, he did not. He had not had experience of a relegation scrap. Um, his only experience was having, undoubtedly, the best team in Scotland 
and and winning the league religiously with it. Um, he didn't have the experience for it. His win percentage reflects that. He's got the worst of any Bolton manager in my lifetime. Now, you know, circumstances do play a part in that. Um, but, you know, that record's still going to stand. He's got the worst win percentage of, of any manager since Phil Neal. Um, but then, finally, as you said, Dan, you know, you said before that he's going to get a, a job in the Championship. Um, mm-hmm. w- w- uh, the, the more time went on, the more it was falling at Neil Lennon's door. That or um, he'll go back to Celtic. Just to say that. Yeah, probably, probably. I think the more the, the, the longer it went on, the less um, of a value he would be to to a football club in the future. If he'd have stayed with us to going down into League One and started the season in League One with us, um, they would, his reputation wouldn't have survived it. Um, so I think it was a good time for him to go. Um, I thought it was a bit tongue-in-cheek, the mutual consent mm-hmm. um, comment, because... It doesn't. I don't think there was much mutual about it. But. Well, I think I. To be fair, I could see him like going right. This is what it is. This is the situation. You leave, we can either sack you, but that's going to cost us money, so we can't. But we can't sack you. So if you say if we say mutual consent, we'll pay you wages for the end of the year. You get out of this shit all. You don't have a relegation on your CV, and then you can save your rec- reputation by saying, "Oh, it was." Awful circumstances. I could never manage in that, and you'll get another crack at somewhere big. So I think it probably was mutual consent. It's just you know, but it, obviously they wanted to sack him, but they said we can't. This is what I'm thought, you know, thinking. Do this, and then you come out of it better for it. That's what you know. That's what it seems like to me. Just like spitballing, I suppose. What do you think? Um, he started getting his excuses in, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he, he came out in the Guardian with the article, and I think the headline of the article was, no manager should have to go through what I've been through at Bolton. Mm-hmm. And it just struck of um, him starting to get his excuses in. So, like you said, he probably thought this is this is the best time to go. This is the best time for me to, to leave Bolton. Um, because it, it was only going to get worse. So, yeah, I can see... I can see the, the the new owners wanting to to start afresh and uh, and and do their own thing and, and it was a good time for Lennon to go as well because it it, it wasn't going to get any better for him. Did you have to talk about anything else on your notes? Um, no, I've just started colouring in um, <laughs> a picture of a robot um, eating Neil Lennon's N on his on his <laughs> uh, and, and and I'm going to call the robot Sports Shield. <laughs> Pictures to follow. <laughs> oh yeah, we've got. That'll be the pic. That'll be if you send it me that, I'll make it the picture on the website. <laughs> um, Jamie, what are your thoughts on the whole scenario? Yeah, I, th- I think there's quite a lot in what you say. It's more mutual than people might give it credit for. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I think. Well, he 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 knew he was on his way out at some point, didn't he? Yeah. And he sort of, if they, if they gave him a good time to leave, then he probably did take it. Um, I mean, to be fair to the guy, he's now what the third arguably fourth manager to fail to arrest our slide so mm-hmm. you can't obviously he has had that silly list of excuses that I mean it, it, it was a tough job but he still has underperformed in the job I think it's fair to say we I should I think I saw someone say sorry to interrupt you I think it was James Derbyshire on Twitter and he said something like he failed in a job that nobody had any expectations of him in which I think was pretty you know he, oh, I say, he, he underwhelmed in a job that he had no expectations in, so I think that's pretty telling. But please continue. 
Yeah, that's probably a good point. And I think, I, I, I suppose one of the things is maybe if he hadn't started so well, you know, his first 12 games yeah, or so, when really, well, if he hadn't done that, then maybe Moving people would have been a lot more middle. accepting of it. Moving Chung you know, into the middle, one of the best, you know, great decisions yeah. nobody else has seen before him. Stuff like that. Yeah, he hasn't showed so much promise. And then pimping him out. And then don't forget, he pimped him out then after that. Yeah, I like In pimp- the middle, and then started telling everyone how brilliant he was and how he was better than this level. And mm-hmm. soon enough, he's in the Premier League. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. True, but I mean, if we'd gone down last season like we were going to, then maybe his um, maybe we wouldn't speak so ill of him if we'd... We'd not struggled this season in League One, but I don't know. Um, yeah, he 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 has underperformed. Probably, I, I think we probably have got a squad that should be in touch. Maybe not outside the relegation zone, but should be in touch. And yeah, we're not. We're what is it now? Like thirteen points adrift, twelve, thirteen points adrift. It's, it's it's not a squad that should be that far adrift of the rest of the pack. It's not. It, it on paper at least, it's not that much worse than everyone else down here and. He's he's he has messed up a job that was difficult, which is a strange thing to say, but that's probably my view on it. Mm-hmm. So any, and he, I, th- I think he hit the point as well. He, he had to go because it, everything had become so toxic around Neil Lennon. Yeah, you're right. It's so yeah, I think I I agree. I can't say much more. It's just yeah, it was shite. I think the one question is now who's next, Tom? Who's going to have that poison chalice next? Oh, wow. Um, somebody with League One experience. Somebody that cares and loves Bolton Wanderers. Somebody with a track record of promotion. Um, and preferably with um, a, t- a tanning salon addiction. And what about a great singing voice? Um yeah, as long as, long as it's showcased to, to millions on Match of the Day or Sky Sports, yeah. Um, team talks on the pitch. I'm all for that as well. Um, preferably former right backs because you know Jurgen Klopp used to be a right back and he's pretty good as well. So mm. if you can find one of those, I mean, you know, anyone to tick at least eighty percent of that criteria, that'd be brilliant. Oh, I can't. No one rings a bell really. Have you got any in mind, Tom? <sighs> Not Neil Cox. I know that. <laughs> Nicky Hunt. Uh, being being silly aside. Um, I think Phil Brown um, is a sensible choice. I think we have learned far too many times um, about taking risks with with younger managers, managers who haven't been there, done it, worn the T-shirt, been through struggles, failed, um, succeeded at unfashionable clubs. Um, You look at what Phil Brown has done with Southend, and yeah, go on, I'll take that. If you take him from League Two, not only up into League One, but to um, to a pretty successful position in League One as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this year. absolutely take that. Absolutely take it, yeah. Jamie. Any advances? Um, well, I, I suppose I put one name out there, which is a little bit. Okay. A lot of a lot of people would say no, but Steve Cottrell would, who got sacked by City mm. earlier in the season, would he's, he's a very very good League One manager. Yeah, he, he, he he took them after something like nine months without a win or something stupid, like seven months without a win, and he turned them around. He kept them up, up mid table finish. Then they walked the league last season. That would be an appointment money, I wouldn't though. complain about. Sorry, did he have a bit of money at Bristol? I think yeah, they 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 did sign some players. Um, 
I think last year they didn't spend more than six figures on a player, but I think they did probably spend a bit of cash on players. Um, obviously, we're we yet to find out you know, we still whether Sports Shield bring yeah. any cash. Yeah, but he, he, even even then, before we brought the players in, he he turned them around. He kept oh, okay. them in that league well. So um, he'd be a shout. And pe- people keep on linking Nigel Pearson to the job, which I find he really never, strange. He wouldn't. Be, he, he'd be I don't good, think he, but he would wouldn't drop out though. No. But, but the thing is, the, the, the one thing I'll say he to that is, manager, mm, definitely. But there, but there have been big championship clubs with vacancies and I haven't seen his name mentioned near them. See, I think he's quite to have got far with them. man and I think he's trying to win want... for a premiership job. I reckon, reckon yeah, yeah, fair enough. I reckon whatever Absolutely. team goes he'll up next get, year. He'll either get the Villa job or the whole job if Steve Bruce goes to Villa. Yeah, yeah I think that's pretty sound assessment, that really. I think, yeah, I think Cottrell's like you say, Cottrell feels like what Tom, Tom said about him being there and doing it and not being new, he's like exactly. He's like League One's Mick McCarthy type thing, isn't it? But he's a dickhead, yeah. and he and he he comes he becomes absolutely turgid when he gets to the championship. And I'm not saying we're going to get to the championship anytime soon or anything, but you know what I mean. He's just he, I, I think, think the, the number one. Jamie's on. I think Jamie's on to something, you know. No, he is I right, think, and I it's think a good thing could to do a lot show. worse than Cottrell. But I think. I think Sports Shield's number one aim, I, I think, will be next season. Won't be to get promotion, obviously. That's what they'll say on paper. But it'll be to bring the feel-good like factor at Bolton to get people happy again. And Phil Brown will do that just because of everything Tom mentioned. Just former player, you know. We all know we all had the links to Brown. We all know the stuff with Valadice that's been touted. Other former players coming back into the fold and stuff like that. I just see. I don't know. I, it, Phil Brown seems so obvious that any other choice is almost a disappointment in a way, isn't it? Because we just know with Brown, it'll just be. And I'd just be funny when it? <laughs> it's Phil Brown. Well, I can, I can, all not necessarily guarantee, but I can. You can say pretty confidently that he absolutely wants that job. Yeah, I mean, he wanted it. And the che- you can tell because the chairman's shitting himself before Lennon was even sacked. So you know that's yeah. you know, and he'll. He'll push for it, won't he? If, he want, if, if it's on. I think at Southend, they're preparing for the compensation claim already. Yeah. Um, and they've got the I mean, fuckers Brownie, out of the Brownie wanted the job before before Allardyce, when he was caretaker just before Sam got yeah. the job. He wanted it then. And the reason why he didn't get it is because he was inexperienced and you know enough time has passed for him to be, uh, to be more than ready for it now. Brown, manager, Allardyce, director of football? Is that what we're saying? Oh, I don't know. He's, he has too much fun keeping teams in the Premier League, doesn't he? Is that what we're saying? Are you, is that what you're saying? Come on. Because that's what I'm saying. That's what I want. Go we on, amazing, you, wouldn't it? I'll let you, yeah. you... You give it the... You heard it here first. Go on, Dan. You, Mate, you, you heard it fucking months ago. From <laughs> lineofvenusweek.com and you know it. I think that's all I need to discuss on this front, unless you've got anything else to add. Thomas or GMA? Any, no. any sympathy Neil? for Neil? Any sympathy? No, you're employed to no. do a job, you didn't do it. Correct. See you later. Correct answer. Correct answer. We'll be back in a minute to talk about more happenings in this week in the world of Bolton. As I alluded to earlier, lads, there has been some good news this week despite the offer football. And that is that Bolton have had their winding up order thrown out by the court, dismissed by the court, because... HRMC have had all their debt paid to them in full and Bolton are now relatively and, you know, at least to the HRMC, debt-free. 
So, is this cause for celebration and jubilation, Tom? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this this is more this is more important than uh, yeah. this is me putting a twist on it. More important than the Bristol City game. More important than any other game for the rest of the season. This is what you know the new owners said they were going to do. They were going to come and, and, and get that paid off. Um, that's the best news that we've had, yeah. apart from the take in a long time. Yeah, I think I'm a bit personally. I'm a bit worried because I've been talking to. Uh, Ian Superwhite Smurf he was at court again today and he's going to have an article up at some point on the site and apparently it's not all as rosy as it seems behind the things he tweeted earlier something about us being mortgaged to the hilt and I'm a bit worried on that front but at the moment until it bites us in the arse I'm going to be blissfully unaware and just be happy that my club's not going to die t- today how about you Jamie what do you think yeah, no, Tom's right. It's the biggest result of the season, really. We had to just... The most important thing was making it to next season, not which league we were playing in. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's, it's a legitimate worry that the club might be mortgaged to the hill, and that was always going to be a risk with a company that we we don't know where their money's coming from, how much they have. It was always going to be a risk that they were just going to pump us full of debts, and, you know, we'll see how that unfolds, won't we? But we'd have to worry about that for a little while to come. You know, the most yeah, the most important thing was dealing with that debt here and now, and hopefully we can pay the players the outstanding money that owes. I think Feeney was saying that he still owed money, so I guess the rest of them are. Once we get that yeah. sorted as well, then hopefully we'll be up to date on all that, and we can look forward. Well, I look forward to more cost cutting, and but you know, look forward to hopefully a more stable financial mm-hmm. future. Do you f- so that's what I was going to ask. Actually, we alluded to earlier. What do we think? If any, will be the transfer budget next year. What we're thinking, because we already know that they are cutting away players, the high earns and stuff, which should have been done a long, long time ago, really. So, Tom, what what do we think our transfer budget will be next year under or in the summer under Shield? Because you think we're already going to if we if we all think we're going to get for Brown, which we all presume, then that's going to cost a hefty fee to get him. So, what do we think? Yeah, I mean that's going to cost. There was a figure banded about today that relegation to League One is going to cost us about five million. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the it's not it's not called financial fair play, is it? But you've got to live even yeah. more within your means. Got to, League yeah, One as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's really difficult. I mean, it, it, it could be anything. Concept. I mean, it, it depends. The fact of the matter is, we don't know about these investors behind mm-hmm. the scenes. You know, we don't know how much they are willing to put in. Um, it, it, I don't know. It depends on who we get rid of. It depends on you know which players we get rid of and what the salary looks like. I think that's more important, not necessarily the um, the, the the transfer kitty, more the wage budget. I think um, yeah, yeah, finding free transfers or younger players or, yeah. or loan signings, whatever it is. I think it's more having the money to to pay their to pay the wages than it is to mm. to get them in on a on a transfer fee. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think. I believe Nixon's already been branded about that we're after some young kid from the lower leagues. I don't know who. He's you know, been cryptic. No one knows apparently. Just you know, keep it keep it vague. So whenever we sign someone from League Two, we'd be like, oh, see. But anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> Jamie, what do you yeah, what do you think on that? Are you echo Tom's thoughts? Um, yeah, well, it, yeah, it depends on two things on it. It depends how much money they actually have, and probably depends a lot on how many players we can move on. You know, the, the, the quicker we move on, um, you know, people join Feeney, the Spearing, the um, Davis and stuff leave, the more money won't be spent this year having to cover their wages can maybe be spent next year on bringing in players. I imagine that might have quite a big bearing on how much money there will be to spend. 
And then obviously whether or not we have to pay Brown out of a contract, whether we get a manager in for free, that will, it would it all have quite a big impact. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. And Tom, you mentioned there about moving players on. Well, one player has already moved on. Liam Feeney, much to the jubilation of every single player in the world, person in the world, I should say, moved to Ipswich on loan for the rest of the season, which will see the end of his contract, meaning he's played his last game for Bolton. Just as he was starting to, you know, put a string of decent performances together, which is just our look. And no doubt, no doubt, he'll turn into peak Lewis Figo under Mick McCarthy. But what can we do? What, what do you think of his departure? Well, to be honest, of, of, of the players that de- probably deserved a transfer mm-hmm. um, out of this just plague of a football club, yeah, was Liam Feeney. You know, he was, you know, probably putting himself in the shop window and. Um, and like you said, he was he was playing pretty well. Um, I think he'll be missed more than some people you think. Know, I understand to agree, um, with you, kind of. Not like it matters he, anyway, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I mean, you know, on the pitch, he was our as as you know as ineffective as it was. He was our outlet ball, um, <laughs> and you know, a lot of our play came through him. So it's it's going to be a bigger change than some people think because you know I think a lot of the criticism that Feeney got was the fact that he was wasteful um, but the reason yeah. why he, he was the only player who was wasteful he saw so much of the ball yeah he saw so much of the ball mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I think I think it's going to take I know it's going to sound really strange I do think it's going to take some a little bit of time for the team to adapt to, to not having him on the pitch because he's the first person they looked for yeah, yeah, um, yeah. on anything that resembled a, a counter attack no matter how slow it was yeah you, yeah pretty yeah bang on there um, Jamie, what do you think of Feeney getting shipped out? Oh, shoot, you know, it's it's amazing how his Bolton career went from us being so desperate to sign him and so upset when he ended up at Blackburn on loan for the rest of that season to <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. this incredible jubilation of him having left. But you know, yeah, like, like Tom says, he has actually he does have quite a big bearing on our games. He's what second highest goal scorer. Yeah. He does create goals as well, and he will be missed. Um, you know, we, we we have got Woodery with some pace who can maybe um, fill in some of the void. But you know, it it it'd be interesting to see if we can um, discern an effect for the rest of the season not having him in the team. Yeah, but I think, like, like I said, it doesn't matter now who's in the team or not. It's just about getting as much money off the wage bill as possible. And two players, Jay Spearing and Matt Davis, have been told they can find new clubs. Two of our highest earners. The loan window closes on Thursday. Do any of these two or any other players leave before that deadline, Jamie? Uh, maybe. It depends, doesn't it? If anyone's interested, what deals we want to cut. I mean, uh, yeah, it completely depends. If, if, if Sports Shield are adamant, they'll have to find someone who will um, pay the whole of those guys' wage, then probably not. But if they if they feel they'll let them go for a quite a small percentage of anything just to try and get them in the shop window, try and get someone interested in signing them in the summer, then it makes it more likely. But time is up against it. And, you know, Mark Davis failed to move in January over however long it was. So we all know these things don't go swimmingly, but hopefully they can get them out because, you know, yeah, the more money we could save now, the more money there is to spend later or the less debt is put up against our... our um, Assets, so let's hope we can get rid of a couple of them. Tom, Especially same to you. Pointless. Uh, from, 
from a player's perspective, I'd really want Jay Spearing to find another club. Mm. Um, I don't think he's uh, uh, listen. I don't think he's necessarily played brilliantly. He's not been terrible. Um, but the you know the fact of the matter is he is not going to play for Bolton Wanderers again because if he makes that twenty third appearance, um, that's a hundred thousand pounds that the club doesn't want to spend. So I really hope that he finds another team, uh, preferably in the Championship, and I'm sure he will. Just to just to get him playing, um, and and like Jamie said, you know, put himself in the shop window for for the summer. Mark Davis, I don't. It sounds terrible, but I'm I'm starting to turn against him. I don't really care yeah. about Mark Davis. Is it um, whether, whether he goes to Sheffield Wednesday, whether he goes, you know, wherever he goes, he could go to Wigan for all I care. I don't really care about Mark Davis anymore. Um, so yeah, he can go if he wants. Um, I, I, it'll be a strange one with Weeter because I think you'd have to drag Weeter out kicking and screaming um, mm. because I don't, I don't really think Weeter wants to leave. But the fact of the matter is, he is unbelievably expensive, um, and I don't see him wanting to take a, a massive pay cut to stay. Mm-hmm. So. Let's hope Middlesbrough want him back for some sort of sentimental reason. Here's hoping, yeah. I think, yeah. I forgot to ask, actually, back into the subject of managers and stuff. Jimmy Phillips is in charge at the end of the season now. Do you think that's a good call, Tom? Uh, not taking Saturday yeah. into account. Yeah, it's sensible, isn't it? I mean, just, like, I think they've admitted defeat. The, the, the new owners have admitted defeat at the end <laughs> of the season. Um, there's no point rocking the boat with Southend on the edge of the playoffs if, if Brownie's the one that they want let him see the season out let him try and get South uh, Southend up because you've seen with uh, Guardiola and, and Pellegrini what what sort of a chaos that can cause a football team when they mm-hmm. decide that a manager's going and, and staying or leaving um, I think it's sensible it's going to be expensive during the season um, yeah let Brownie see it out and then we'll try and pinch him in May. Yeah, Jimmy, what do you think? Do you think it's a smart call just putting Jimmy in, you know, despite Saturday? Which he got a few decisions wrong, really, looking at, you know, Derek at right back, Davis at wide, stuff like that. He, You know, he maybe he's not actually been watching the first team, you know. Why would he, really? He's the academy director, he's not nothing to do with the first team, is he? Well, yeah, sure, he got some things wrong, but, I mean, he, he had, what, like, th- three days, wasn't it, yeah, to yeah. prepare the team and... It's 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 not his fault if the rest of them don't bother trying. You know, if mm-hmm. if Mark Davis tried tracking back, then Derek wouldn't have been so exposed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with Tom. There's no merit in upsetting the apple cart at this point and trying desperately to get someone in because we're dead and buried anyway. Yeah. So no one's going to come in and make a difference. Bringing in the summer, clean slate. I mean, the one thing I might say about it is putting someone in post now would let them judge the players that we might want to keep and whether yeah. or not we actually do want to keep them. Yeah, so if there was someone they wanted who was available, then it would there'd be some merit in putting them in post. But you know, if they're they've got the heart set sort of on Phil Brown, there's yeah, there's no point trying to because mm-hmm. that Southend won't let him go right now. They might be more susceptible in the summer when they can find their own replacement. Yeah, true, true. So Tom, um you wanna talk about Darren Prattley here? Uh, yeah, let's talk about Prattley. Um I hear and read that he's coming for a lot of stick today um, for basically apologising for the team's performance. Um, it's not up to Jimmy Phillips to apologise because he's been the, the, the interim manager for, for three days. Um, it's certainly not his um, responsibility to apologise. And Darren Prattley is the 
the leader of the players that were on that pitch um, is the person to take responsibility, hold his hands up and say that was a shambles and that's what he's done. Um, and uh, I'm just struggling to believe why he's being criticised um, f- for doing so. Um, he's on a hiding to nothing. He can't, he can't win in that situation. You know, People aren't going to turn around um, and say, oh yeah, thanks, thanks Darren, I feel much better now. But if nothing was said, um, people would be complaining that, that nobody said anything about the performance mm-hmm. and they're trying to ignore it. He, 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 he can't win in that situation. He's the club captain. He has to come out. He's at the first opportunity. He's coming to work today on Monday morning. He's finished his training session and he's gone to the press and, and apologised to the fans. And yeah. that is all he can do. Mm. Uh, I think some were complaining that it wasn't done on Saturday after the game. And like no players were out for interviews, which is strange. But well, it, I, it, I mean, <clears throat> it might have been that Jimmy Phillips has told them not to. It might have been, you know, we don't know what's gone on in the changing rooms. Mm-hmm. To be honest, um, the fact that they've not come out to speak in the press. Um, I mean, if I'd been on the end of a six-nil drubbing, I would. The first thing I wouldn't want to do is go and talk to, you know, as as lovely as Mark is. I wouldn't want to go and speak to Mark Isles uh, about how crap we were. Because you, you just you wouldn't want to talk about it. So, you know, he's coming to work Monday morning. He's, he's done the right thing. Um, he can't win, can he? You know, people aren't going to say, oh, you know, lots of respect for... Thanks, Darren, for, for apologising. I feel much better now. Um, he's put himself in the firing line. Um, but that's his position as captain. He, you know, he has to do that. Yeah. Speaking of apologies and stuff, some people, notably Mr Jamie here, have discussed... <laughs> Fans getting refunded for their tickets. Now, I personally, I disagree with that notion entirely. I am the person who tends to think that if the moment you ask for a refund, you become a customer and not a fan. But, Jamie, I want to hear your side of the argument, and I'm sure the listeners do. Why do you think the fans deserved a refund on Saturday? Well, I suppose there's no real logical reason. I mean, it's, it's, it's an emotional reaction to um, the the horror show, isn't it? Um but you know, it was it was. It's, it's it's the only time I've ever thought it actually, as well. Because I mean, I, I I was at that FA Cup semi final. You know that that's yeah. that's been the benchmark up to now of a piss poor performance. Mm-hmm. And there was something there was just something so different about the game on Saturday. There was something just. It's just I I, don't, I can't put my finger on it. There's just there was so much so fundamentally wrong um, with everything that went on on that pitch that I just felt that it was at such a low level. And it was so bad that maybe something like that should be done. Um, but do I ever expect that to happen? Of course not. But I think, I mean, it, it, it would have been nice at least to have had a more a, a more prompt apology. I mean, I get what Tom's saying. People probably would have slagged Prattley off either way. But personally, I think it would have had more impact if something like that had been said on um, Saturday evening. Yeah, I okay. agree. Um, but I think I think they probably were told not to speak to the press because it's sort of it's pretty unheard of for no player to um, speak to anyone. But I think I think yeah, g- given it was it was so bad, it was on sort of a whole new level of bad, and it's such a. I mean, I I know as well as anyone how much of an effort it is to make that trip between um, Bolton and Bristol. It's it's not pleasant, and um, I think it's worth You're not on about that, yourself, you, are you? Like you're not on about yourself because you were in the home end. You didn't. You're from Bristol. I think it's, you're not on about yourself per se. Are you on about? No, 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 not not at all. I mean, I, it's it's, it's I, I I'm currently sat. I think four miles from the ground. I, I can't complain. Um, although the tickets are bloody expensive. Twenty quid for a ticket at Ashton Gate. Yeah, eh, ridiculous. It's not the worst, not the worst of those. Um, no, no, but it's for 
for atrocious championship football. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you you put that much effort in. You know, that's that's a, that's a lot of money as a whole day. I mean, you know, if people are driving down as well, then that's that's a lot of money to drive down the M5 to watch that. And I don't know. I I can't really put a properly logical argument together as to why I think that. Okay. But um. As far as an emotional response, it it, it kind of makes sense. Mm. So, Tom, what do you think on the debate? Uh, I think it's quite a narrow, elitist, modern view of football. Um, you are, if you expect, if you want a refund, um, you are expecting a service. Football clubs don't provide a service; they provide entertainment. If you go to the cinema and you don't enjoy mm-hmm. the film. You don't go to the till at the end and go, I want my money back, that was terrible. You turn to your mate and you say, that was a terrible film, I'm not going to buy the DVD. Mm. So if you didn't like it at Ashton Gate, if you thought that that was enough, enough was enough, don't buy a season ticket, don't buy an away ticket. When I'm wound up with Bolton, I don't go to the match. And that might not make me the best fan in the world, and I'm, and I'm probably not. Um, but if, 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 I want to, if I want to you know show my displeasure, um, I do it by, by not turning up to the next away game because I don't want to be there because it's supposed to be entertainment. If, if it's not entertaining me, I don't go. Simple yeah. as that. We're not, they're not providing a service. It's just, it, it's, and, and it's this elitist view. You know, there'll be football fans going watching crew week in, week out, just like we are, but at a lower level. And they won't be demanding refunds. There'll be football fans at FC United who are watching the team struggle. And I can guarantee they're not asking for refunds. There are football fans up and down the country watching a standard far below ours in a similar position in a league to us. Um, and, and, I, and I think that the viewpoint at that level um, is that they're going there because they want to be there. Now, if you don't want to be there, if you don't want to go, if you don't like what you see, don't buy a ticket. Yeah. Don't demand a refund. This isn't a service. It's entertainment. And if you're not entertained vote with your feet simple yeah. as that yeah I couldn't, couldn't agree more really and like I appreciate like James' argument I understand it but ish but like I understand I understand the feeling behind it but like, not the logic really or like like I said I'm, I'm against it I've always been against it really. no no as, as, as far as an actual logical argument goes yeah. um, it, 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 it doesn't make all that much sense like, I'd be the first to admit that yeah. like as a logical argument being against it does make far more sense yeah Far, far more um, also, from a, from a slightly less serious point of view, things could get a lot worse, and you, you probably don't want to get a precedent and refund. Get a refund now, we lose fucking 8 5 <laughs> next, well, 8 0 next yeah. week. Oh. When we get beat, when we 8 get 5, that'd be exciting at least. Oh, yeah, so anyway, I yeah. think the last thing to talk about before we uh, before we go away is um, after the international break, we're at home to Reading. Do you expect anything from the game, Tom? Um, well, after I've instructed fans not to go to the match and attendance mm. under and attendance under five thousand. Um, no, to be honest, I don't even know how good Reading are at the minute. I don't know where they are in the table. I can guarantee you they're better than us. Um, a spirited draw. <laughs> Fair enough, Jamie. You. Reading have been dropping like a stone, I think. And they're actually surprisingly close to, um, well, not to us, but to the relegation zone. Especially with how <laughs> much... <laughs> Nobody's surprisingly close to us. That's depressing, that. No. no. Especially with how much money they uh, spent in the summer. You know, they got Vidra, Oliver John, PA's on. 
You know, I know they don't yeah. have Blackman in January and stuff, but they've they've really fucked it this year, haven't they? Well, as an aside to where we are, I mean, that does sum it up. I mean, you look at Fulham, who are one point above the relegation zone. We spent two million on um, Ream, what probably eight million on the Cormac, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's spent a lot of money on that yeah. team, and it's what thirteen points better off than we are. That's um, it's just a bit of a joke, really. Yeah. I mean, it's, it makes it no surprise that that we're um, we're at rock bottom when our um, when our more expensive players are being loaned out because we can't afford them anymore. But um, but no, I I I, I can't expect anything from that match. Having having been at Ashton K, I can't expect um. You, I, I'd hope for a reaction. Yeah. That'd be it. You know, just the players have to put in a performance that, um, that they can be proud of and that the fans can be proud of. And beyond that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a draw. Maybe they'll nick a win. They, put, they probably won't win, nick a win. Maybe they'll nick a draw. Um, but I, I don't know. I think we'll lose 2 0. So that's been. I'm not going to be optimistic. I'm past that point now. So that has been episode 51 of the Love Pod. 50. What, what did I just say? I've lost my train of thought. No, but I said that's. I said, I fucked my outro. I always fuck the outro. Right, right. Oh, I said everyone. Right, I said everyone. And then as I was about to say, Love Pod Fifty One. I forgot that I said everyone. I thought I'd said Fifty One already. So I was like, what? But anyway, everyone, that's been Love Pod Fifty One. Thank you very much for listening to our, you know, quite depressed and sombre tones, but. You know, there's always the future, for now at least. I'm hearing bad things about our actual future, but I'd rather not discuss them right now. Anyway, <clears throat> you can get uh, Tom at Down the Money Road, and you can get Jamie, as it Jamie underscore Moss123? Sounds right. Yeah, you can follow them on Twitter, you can follow me at Mabrowski, and um, you can, of course, see all our wonderful articles on lineofviennasuite.com. You can follow this website on lineofviennasuite, and you can go on facebook.com forward slash lineofviennasuite for all more debates and stuff like that, and us calling stupid supporters because, you know, we're the type of website who does that because why not? It's funny. And, I no, unless there's any other business, I believe that is the end of the show. Beautiful, beautiful. So, say goodbye, Jamie. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Tom. See you later. And goodbye from me, Salavi. <laughs>